can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido, and the Celtics fall to the Detroit Pistons 112-111. The Celtics had a nine-game win streak uh, going into tonight. Thought that this would be an easier win. No Robert Williams, no Marcus Smart, uh, and the Celtics couldn't, couldn't put it together. Uh, this is a great game from Detroit. You got to give them a lot of credit here. Uh, but the Celtics go into the All Star break not with a ten game win streak, but after a loss to Detroit. Uh, gonna follow today's podcast same as usual. Run through player of the game. Uh, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, and kind of talk about where the Celtics stand at this point in the season, uh, heading into the All Star break. Uh, to get things started off here, want to give player of the game to Al Horford. Like This is an all-time Al Horford stat sheet game. Uh, really played well, both sides of the ball. Offensively, defensively, I thought he was fantastic. Uh, 19 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, a steal, 2 blocks. Super efficient from the field today as well. 8 of 10 from the field, 2 of 3 from beyond the arc, including... A massive three to go up one with like 34 seconds left. So huge, huge clutch performance uh, from Al Horford. Clearly, the three that he made wasn't enough. Jeremy Grant came up and made a, a very tough shot at the end to go up 112-111. Uh, but this is just a its a really solid performance from Al. Again, both offensively and defensively. Uh the one part of his game, I think, tonight that goes unnoticed is the fact that he had seven assists. He led the team in assists tonight. Derek White and Jalen Brown both contributed six as well. Or not as well, but contributed six. Uh, but Al Horford was the guy leading the team. Seven assists for Al, uh, which is great. It's great. Uh, you can't really ask for too much more from him. The guy played 34 minutes uh, in Gave the Celtics everything. Clutch shot, playmaking when you're you're obviously down, probably the best playmaker on the team in Marcus Smart. Uh, but even, even with Smart out, this is a game the Celtics came out with 29 assists. Like that's the that's an insane number for the Celtics in a loss. Like those are types of games where you look and you're like, okay, the Celtics probably won this game by 20 points. Uh, not the case tonight. And you got to give a lot of credit to Detroit. Like they did, they played a great game all day today, uh, from start to finish. They kept it close. This was a game where we went back and forth. There must have been a hundred lead changes over the course of tonight's game. Uh, Al Horford did his best. It just wasn't enough for the team. You know, outside of of Al Horford, we had some pretty solid performances, you know, throughout. I think offensively, at least, Jalen Brown, fantastic for, you know, three and a half quarters. You know, 31 points, six assists, uh, and a steal. Pretty efficient from the field, 12 of 21, three of six from three. Got to the free throw line, had a lot of just massive, massive shots. Uh, but then in the fourth quarter, you know, kind of 
I don't want to say collapsed, but kind of disappeared a little bit. You know, he got that transition bucket to go up four with like seven and a half minutes left and then didn't score after that. He had 31 points with seven and a half minutes left and then just disappeared. And this is, you know, something that we've given him a lot of like, crap for throughout the, not just even this season, but a lot throughout his career. You know, he's a great person to come out, out like out of the gates and just light up the scoreboard. Uh, fourth quarter, we've seen him disappear at times. Today was one of those games. Not every game. I'm obviously not. I still think Jalen Brown is absolutely incredible. Tonight was just a, it's a tough performance. You know, he had that chance at the very end uh, to go up and got double blocked, <laughs> basically, uh, which is tough. You know, I think I think the game plan was good. I think Ime Odoka came out, drew up pretty good plays towards the end of the game. We just could not capitalize on it, uh, which is unfortunate. So for Jalen Brown, tough. Uh, Jason Tatum, the other part of that, okay game. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it was good, because I mean fourth quarter realistically scoring wise he did great, right? The turnovers absolutely killed him. Uh, wasn't super involved. Twenty two points, four rebounds, five assists, but seven turnovers for Jason Tatum tonight. Uh, kind of just struggled. Wasn't really searching out his shot, uh, and when he did. You know, he dribbled the ball off his foot or threw an errant pass. Uh, it was just a kind of an ugly game from Jason Tatum. But fourth quarter scoring, he kind of, you know, put the team on his back at some points. Had a couple of huge shots. Uh, got to the rim. Made some big plays late. It just, it, again, not enough. You know, those are the those were the three guys that, you know, a lot of the a lot of the scoring had to be shouldered by them. There was one other guy, though, that stepped up in a major, major way, and that's Grant Williams. You know, he played 41 minutes tonight, the most on the team, uh, got the start, obviously, without Robert Williams playing, and played fantastic basketball, I thought. Defensively switched a bunch. Uh, 17 points, three rebounds, three assists, two blocks. It's a great stat sheet game for Grant. Four of seven from three. Like this guy has now just leapfrogged into the second place spot for three point percentage in the NBA. Like he is second in the NBA in three point percentage at like 44%, which is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. They talked about it during today's game too. Corner threes is at like 59%, which is like if when you think about it, when you go back to last year, even Grant Williams was nowhere even remotely close to this. And a lot of people, including myself, were really kind of shocked when we heard that he wasn't playing in Summer League. We're like, this guy needs to develop. What is he doing? And he comes in and really just puts together an unbelievable season of shooting. Uh, So a lot of credit to him, not just today's game, because I thought he was great for the majority of today Uh, but for this season thought he's played really well you know in a game where you don't have Marcus Smart Derek White stepped up this was his first start as a Celtic uh, and it was a pretty solid game 
Shooting-wise, he really struggled. 3 of 10 from the field, 1 of 6 from 3. Ended up with 9 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks. Defensively, he was absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. He had a couple of massive plays late in the game that gave the Celtics a chance. Like, really, just solid plays. He took a charge on uh, Cunningham with like a minute and a half left. The game was tied. He stripped Cunningham again after that. Uh, Unfortunately, the ball went straight to the Pistons. They missed a layup and then got their offensive rebound. And we'll talk about that. Uh, but then he had the other like huge steal on the inbounds play with like seven, eight seconds left, get, giving the Celtics a chance. Like he made three or four unbelievably tough defensive plays late in the game. Like I just named three plays all under two minutes. Like these are these are winning plays. And I say winning plays uh obviously in a loss because we did not come out with the the win today but like these are the types of plays that you need to have as a team you know a couple a couple better box outs closeouts rebounds and this game is won it's just it's it wasn't meant to be tonight and again i give a lot of credit to detroit they played a great game they really did uh, we saw pretty solid performances i thought you know the interesting part of today uh, is the fact that our bench like really, really got outscored. Like Kelly Olenek tonight had 15 points alone for their bench, but then you had Bagley, uh, Diallo, Killian Hayes. Like They all had really solid performances. 15, 6, 4, 6. That's what they got from their bench. Uh, and then you look at the Celtics, 5 points for Neesmith, 4 for Tice, 4 for Pritchard. And they played... Decent minutes, 22 for Neesmith. Like these are these are games where when you're shorthanded, you have to rely on the bench a little bit. You know, a lot of people were kind of complaining during the game about Ime's lack of bench production, not even production, but lack of bench minutes. Uh, and you look, it's another eight-game lineup. In a game where you're already shorthanded, it kind of makes sense. Like, I don't really see the frustration. Like, I, I don't understand why they thought it would be a good idea to go deeper than that. Like, sure, we saw Sam Hauser go out and, you know, go three of five, I believe, last game from three. So he's a guy I wouldn't mind seeing. But is is that going to be the difference in the game? Like, I don't think I don't think offensively we did bad. Like, offensively, this is a solid game. 111 points should win you the game if you're the Celtics. Defensively, they kind of fell off tonight. And that's that's where we're going to transition here. That's where we're going to talk about some of the negatives. Because I think, realistically, on the offensive side of the ball today, I thought we played fairly well. We reverted a little bit to more iso ball uh, at points of today's game. And a lot of that comes down to the fact that Marcus Smart's just not there running the show. Uh, but 111 points should win you a game if you're the Celtics. Like we've done a, a great job of keeping teams under a hundred hell under 90 at m- most points of this season. Like that's where the Celtics have been. So 
a lot of the the negatives from today's game really just comes down to the fact that defensively we weren't all there. Uh, so I want to dive into it. Before we dive into some of the negatives, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Red Line. That's 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear, and the best part is... All Venture Greens Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CELTICSTAKE15, that's CELTICSTAKE15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. Okay, so let's talk some negatives here. I'm going to keep this section short because I really don't want to harp on all of the negatives uh, after a nine-game win streak. This will be the last podcast for a week here going into the All-Star break. Uh, so I don't want to end on a sour note. However, we do need to talk about it. Today, there were two different things, uh, actually three different negatives that I want to touch on real quick. Number one, defensively, it kind of fell apart at points. And it makes sense. Right When you have Marcus Smart and Robert Williams, two of your best defenders, not in the game, it makes sense that your defense would take a step back. It makes sense that you know the Pistons get a little bit better looks. Like it makes sense, right? The part that is frustrating is a lot of today's game, a lot of the you know the reasons that we lost were offensive rebounds. 
And again, when you don't have Robert Williams, it makes sense. Robert Williams has been our best rebounder. He's one of the better rebounders in the NBA. And when you don't have him, guys like Isaiah Stewart, like a lot of the Pistons, honestly, they had a lot of rebounds. Sadiq Bey had five offensive rebounds. Isaiah Stewart, three. Cade Cunningham, two. That Those are strictly offensive rebounds. You look at their bench. Every single bench player that played meaningful minutes had at least an offensive rebound. They had 18 offensive rebounds as a team. 17 second-chance points off of those. Like, that's the difference in the game, right? Those are the reasons that the Celtics lose these games. And if you have a guy like Robert Williams in the lineup, like Marcus Smart in the lineup, these things don't happen. Marcus Smart, although he's not there getting nine rebounds a night like Rob or 10 rebounds a night like Rob, he's boxing his guy out. And he's making things tough. And we didn't have that today. Right? So it makes sense that these issues are coming up. Right? The other reason, the third reason that the Celtics just really collapsed on this was turnovers. And I know it's the Achilles heel of this team. It has been all season long. Uh, 17 turnovers tonight. That doesn't help. 23 points off of turnovers. It's a huge issue. It's a huge issue. Uh, And it's something that the Celtics still need to figure out. I think, again, a lot of that comes down to the play of Jason Tatum, who had seven of them himself. It just needs to be cleaned up. It just needs to be cleaned up. That's it. Right? Those are the three reasons. Defensively, we took a step back because we didn't have two of our best defenders. Rebounding, we gave up way too many offensive rebounds because we didn't have our two best defenders. Turnovers, a lot of it's on Jason Tatum. A lot of it is also because Marcus Smart is not there helping run the offense. So this is the Pistons. This is a bad loss. Regardless of who we're missing, the Pistons are not a good team. We still threw out more talent even without two of our top guys. And that that hurts. It sucks. Right? You don't want to go into the All-Star break on a down note, but here we are. Uh, with that being said, I told you I didn't want to talk about the negatives for too long, so we're done. The recap of today's game is done. I do want to talk about where the Celtics stand at this point in the season. Again, prior to today's loss, they had a nine-game win streak going, which is awesome, right? We now sit eight games over 500, four and a half games back of first place, a game and a half back from Philly. So if you went back three months, two months, hell, even like the beginning of January, a month and a half, and you said that we'd be four and a half games out of first place, two games out of fourth place, I mean, hell, like two and a half games out of third place even. Like, the Celtics are right in the mix. This is where we thought the Celtics would be. I don't think anyone thought that it would take a nine-game win streak in order to bring the Celtics up the standing so far. But this team, very clearly, is way better than what their record shows. And 
I've said this a million times on this podcast. This is not, it's not a 500 team. People can, you know, say, look at the stats, look at the, the last two years. That's fine. I get it. They underperformed. But there's a lot of talent on this team. And I'll give Brad a lot of credit on this. Like, I think his offseason moves were great. You know, Derek White, fantastic addition. Defensively, an absolute dog. Bringing in Daniel Tice, that is a huge, huge upgrade. Like, we're getting rid of guys, end-of-bench guys, that do not fit the rotation, and we're bringing in a guy like Tice, like Bruno Fernando, Ennis Freedom. Get out of here. Bring in a guy like Daniel Tice that can stretch the floor, that is versatile defensively, can play the four or the five, can switch on to guys. He's quick enough that he can move and switch on to smaller players. And at the rim, he's pretty solid. He's still going to give you the occasional block or like last night's or yeah, like last night's game, the occasional four block game. Obviously, we're not going to sit here and expect a four block game, but he's capable of doing that. So this team got better at the trade deadline. Sure, we got rid of Josh Richardson, which hurts. Dennis Schroeder was good. I think Derek White's a huge upgrade over that. And I think the versatility of having a guy like Daniel Tice is more important. So this is a this is a good team that's poised to make a run at this. You know, we have a little bit more favorable schedule in the second half of the season than we did in the first half, uh, which is good. We got a lot of the bad, like a lot of the tough games out at the beginning of the season. And it's going to set the Celtics up for success here. Like I still think, I've said this a couple times, I still think the Celtics have a chance of making a push towards top four seed, getting home court advantage. Like that would be huge for the Celtics team to be able to make that make that jump. You know, right now the the standings are t- very tight. Very very tight. Like we're sitting here at 6. We're two and a half games out of third, but we're also a half game out of seventh, which is the play-in tournament. It's very very condensed. But the Celtics are set up to do well. I think during the All-Star break Brad has some work to do. I think there's still buyout guys that we need to add uh, to the roster because, frankly, like we don't really have any depth. We got rid of seven guys, brought in two. Sure, we signed Luke Cornett. Sure, we signed Sam Hauser. We've still got three open roster spots. Fill them up. Bring in guys that can play, whether it's you know guys like Dragic, we talked about Bembry on this podcast. He, unfortunately, is not available anymore. Uh, but there are still guys out there. You know, Tyreek Evans is a name that's been floated around. There's still the Isaiah Thomas floating around. I'm not saying, I'm not advocating for any of these. But I'm saying there are guys that should be on rosters. Or that could be on rosters and fill spots. So look for something to happen in the next week here when we're on the All-Star break. I don't think Brad is going to be sitting around watching the All-Star festivities and sitting pat. Like, there is still stuff to do. There are still roster spots that are needed to fill out this roster. Uh, With that being said, 
I think the Celtics are set up for success here in the second half. I can't really even say second half because there's only like 26 or so games remaining. We're clearly past the halfway point. But we're set up for success after the All-Star break, which is important. That's where we're going to wrap things up. Our next game isn't until, I believe, the 24th, so we have an entire week off. Uh, and then we come back, face the Nets. We start off the second half <laughs> against Brooklyn, uh, which probably will be a healthy squad. Kevin Durant and James Harden, I think, will be back. Uh, if not, well, actually not James Harden, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, uh, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie. All might be healthy. We won't see Kyrie because it's a home game. Or, well, it's a home game for Kyrie, which means he can't play, which is great. But who knows what the injuries are. If Ben Simmons is mentally ready to play, if Kevin Durant's healthy enough to play, that'll be a game. It'll be a battle. But enjoy the week off. Relax a little bit. We don't have to stress about these games. Enjoy the All-Star game. Uh, make sure to tune in, though, next Thursday, because we'll have a podcast coming out then. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. And more importantly, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star written review. Everything helps. Have a good night, Celtics fans. We will talk next week. I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic.